Hello and welcome back to Insights Into, our podcast discussing the work of Insight and some of the fantastic research that looks at the science around the influence of man-made structures in our marine environment. As you know from the last episode, my name is Richard Hurd, and since we last met, I've got some fantastic news and some changes at Insight. So we have a new program director, and he will be joining us for this episode. This is Professor Dick and Howe from Howe Marine Consulting and other things. He will introduce himself, I'm sure, in a moment. Um, I'm stepping down from the role of uh, program director. I'm still involved in Insight, but I, uh, I'm handing the reins over to Dickon and his team for the last two years of the program. Welcome to the podcast, Dickon. Hi, thanks, Richard. It's great to be here. Well, thanks, Dickon. And we're really looking forward to seeing where we're going next in the in, in Insight for the last two years. Um, and and look at the progress we'll be making with you and your team leading it forward. We'll go on to that in the next episode of the podcast, but uh, just for now, could you give our listeners a brief introduction to yourself, please? Sure. No problem, Richard. It's good to see you. Um, so my background is in marine management and, and policy, really. Uh, I spent seven years at the MMO, uh, Marine Management Organization in England, um, helping to set them up. I was head of marine licensing um, and ended up as chief scientist there. And since 2016, I've been a director at HMC and we are a consultancy. We provide expertise to government, um, both in the UK and overseas and, and also the academic sector, really looking at that interface between developing good policy and delivering on the ground and, and what, what it takes to be able to do that, both in terms of good decision making and how good science can really input in, into that, which is why Insight's so interesting to me. And as you know, Richard, I, I've been part of Insight since 2014, I think, back when I was chief scientist at the MMO. Um, so it's got a special place in my heart in this programme. Yeah, I'm really excited to take Insight forward with the team at HMC. Um, but for now, I'm sure everyone would love to hear some of your reflections and, um, if you'd excuse the pun, insights as you leave the programme director role. So um, if you if you don't mind, I've, I've got a few questions that I've always wanted to, to ask Richard to help kick the conversation off. Yeah, it sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to it. You've been with Insights since the beginning. Um, and when you look at your involvement with the programme, um, one of the key things I'm really interested in is, is how the science that comes out of Insight can have impact with stakeholders and policymakers. Um, how do you think that's changed from the very start when you were trying to get the programme off the ground to where we are now? Um, it naturally has changed. We've, we've, um, we've always been uh, fully engaged with the stakeholder community right from the beginning when we, when we were planning the programme before we had any research. But I would say that the, um, as we've gone through it, as we've gone through the programme, I think the... The, the credibility of the program has increased. We, we, we started talking about the concept. Then we got the sponsorship from the, from the industry uh, sponsors, which allowed us to kick off the program. And, you know, we were, they were putting the money where the mouth was, which was really, really exciting in phase one um, when we spent, you know, 2.4 million on, on the phase one program. That was a really important moment for me because I put a lot of work into getting this, this concept of, industry funding demonstrably independent science off the ground and it came to fruition in phase one and, and I was delighted and I think that the credibility side of it actually took another leap forward in phase two because of the NERC involvement um, working with the, the late Graham Shamild 
um, we we discussed a potential phase two with um, NERC and they were incredibly keen to get involved. And for me, that, that, that said that we were onto something here. This wasn't just industry having a, having a bit of a go at uh, sponsoring some research. This was clearly a, a, a topic uh, that was of interest in a much broader sense um, and potentially could take it to, to, to a new level. So I think that that sort of evolution of engagement with stakeholders has developed enormously as we as we went from concept through to phase one into phase two. So, um, and I think now we we have a brand, if I can call Insight a brand, which has credibility and is recognised for the independent science that that uh, that we set out to produce. So I'm 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 excited by where we've got to over the years. Yeah, it's really interesting that you talk about credibility and. Um... Uh, particularly of the science and and I think you're right having NERC as joint partners with their real sort of focus on science excellence is is, is a really good thing from your perspective over over the last decade um what 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 are some of the uh projects and bits of science that have come out of the program that you found particularly sort of interesting or exciting I mean there's, mm. there's, there's loads there's been a lot of work done um but yeah I'd be really interested to know the bits that that have uh, excited you and and excited some of the people that you kind of engaging with. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a really really good question. As you say, we've we've done a lot and we continue to do a lot more. I guess the thing that appealed to me, and I guess it's it's known well known. I'm an engineer. I come from engineering background. Um, the thing that really interested me and and caught my attention early on was the the whole modelling part of uh, insight, where we 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 right from the right from the get-go the science board wanted to encourage scientists to come forward with modeling ideas and the more that evolved into you know building man-made structures into into very sophisticated ecosystem models and then as we do in engineering we build models and we play tunes on those models and what what i really felt was exciting and i, and I don't think we've really exploited it yet is the fact that we do ha now have ecosystem models with um, man-made structures in them, the ability to, to put more structures in, and I'm sure we'll come on to that, or take structures out, which, which is obviously uh, from a decommissioning and, and focused initially on oil and gas, but then on, on, on renewables. So the fact that we now have these tools where we can, we can investigate scenarios, that really, really excited me right from the beginning. And we continue with that in phase two. And, and as, I, as I sort of hinted at just now, as we move into an era where we are seeing more and more structures deployed in the ocean in the form of renewable energy systems, then this has to be an area where decision makers will be so much better informed because they can look at the, the true ramifications on species and the overall environment. So, so that particular part of the, of the, of the programme has really excited me over the years. Yeah, it's and certainly I think looking forward that that that's the the bit of the program that that excites me too. Um, it's it, it's interesting you raise your background as as an as an engineer. Um, I think in my time in government and working in the academic community, it's always been a challenge trying to get the engineering world and the science world to to meet, and, and an even bigger challenge to get those two to meet with government. Um, and it's been really interesting to see insight set the model for not just joint industry partnerships but the, the the way that government works 
with these kind of joint industry funded programs to create impact for industry, government, um, and 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 science. Um, and I, I say I agree with you that, that I think the ecosystem modelling bit out of this is going to be really is really interesting. Um, and there's there's something for me about um, how we use those tools in an impactful way going forward. And I was again just just thinking back over the years whether there are any particular highlights for you of where any of the science has been working really well either with industry in developing innovative ways of doing stuff or, or with government in decision making what this has shown to me this whole program is that there is a willingness to engage between industry and scientists and uh, i think it's it's built around the fact that Obviously, scientists are keen to do their science, but industry also has a need and a, and a real pressing need. And I think that the, the engagement that we've seen, and, and a great example, actually, from the industry perspective is Insight Interactive, where you know, we have worked with our partners in industry to, to encourage them to share more and more data with scientists. And, and that is... That is hard work and we know where the difficulties are very well now we've started we've been working with them for the last couple of years um but where there is a way forward in terms of that sharing and a willingness on on both sides one to share and one to to use and, and really sense check whether the all that data industry's got is, is is really of value so i think that the interface that i'm seeing between industry and scientists is a natural fit there, there needs to be and i found that this with insight we've done a bit of a provided a bit of a sort of a interface of, uh, you know, because it's not quite trying to fit a square industry peg into a round scientist hole, if you know what I mean. It's, it's really just smoothing the edges and making sure that people can work to the common timelines, people understand the language, people understand what they're dealing with. And we do that role really well. So I think that interface is really solid, um, but it needs work and support. I think the interface on a broader sense in the policy area is something that we would like to see. I personally would like to see develop further. And I think that's something that, that you guys at How Marine can bring to this, to this phase of the project. And that's why I'm so excited to see you guys on board because it's come, the time has come. We need to be interfacing very closely with policymakers in the language they understand so that they truly recognise the value of the science that's come out of insight and related uh, areas. So I think there's a there's a lot to be done. I think the, the industry science interface is well understood. It's not easy, it's well understood. The, the, the interface between insight, say, and the science and, and policymakers is something that that is what I'd like to see happen going forward uh, in under your leadership. Thanks, Richard. Uh, and I think I agree with you that communication is at the bottom of everything. I think in all the work we've ever done, looking at the science policy industry interface or the science industry interface, um, it's not that, that people want fundamentally different things. It's just they communicate about them in different ways. And what's been fascinating for me is seeing how the model that you've established in Insight with your programme director role is being replicated in programmes like um, the new NERT programme on the strategic manage management of UK marine resources, SMMR, and the future NERT programmes on, on EcoWind, where they have these champion roles that they never had before. 
that are specifically there to sit in the middle and do what what you've done in in this in this program, Richard, which is to to interface between the projects, but also interface between the project and all the stakeholders that they want to get engaged mm -hmm. in. Um, so, I've got one more question before we finish, and and. Um, and, and that is, I was wondering whether you'd care to make a prediction on where the science goes next mm. um, and, 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 and what you think the questions might be that we'll be looking at in the next sort of five to 10 years. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an important area, isn't it? And uh, this has all been well and fine. We started life looking at, you know, from an oil and gas structure decommissioning perspective, that's, that's sort of like the, the, the sort of catalyst for, for what we're doing. But the programme's evolved so much over the last 10 years. And... We've now into a world which, as we, as I mentioned earlier, is we see our oceans being populated more and more with man-made structures. So I, it has to be a focus on what is the influence of those structures, that the many, many more structures. And what I'd like to see, whether this is this is the way it goes or not, is another matter. What I'd like to see is how we can use those structures to help us tackle some of the other pressures on our environment particularly our marine environment I'm talking about. Now, how can we use you know, artificial reefs as a, uh, a, to support the pressures and relieve some of the pressures on the ecosystem that we're getting from other, other areas, climate change, acidification, et cetera. So I'd like to see that go in that direction. I'd also think that the work that's, that's potentially going to come out of uh, the EcoWind project, which I know you're very familiar with, I think marrying that up and aligning that with insight is, is a natural progression. And I think looking at more of the cumulative effects of these structures and helping to make decisions around, you know, this, this decarbonisation agenda is, uh, is crucial. And, you know, it's, as you can tell by my tone of voice, it seems like a no-brainer to me, but we're all looking for a, a low-carbon, net-zero future how can we use this science in a way that really helps us to, to make it even better than that? So that's where I see it going. Um, I think it's uh, the momentum's in that direction. So yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Brilliant. Thank you, Richard. And, and thanks for answering my questions. Um, I'm sure that everyone listening found that as interesting as I did. And before we go, um, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you from everyone at Insight and the wider scientific community for all the work you've put into the programme. You, you really have shown the way for, for us in, in, in the best way to run these types of programmes. Um, and they are certainly going to be very big shoes to fill. <laughs> Thank you, Dick, and, and, and thanks for those kind words. And you know what, it's, as, as anyone that knows me well, this has actually been a, pretty much a labour of love and I'm, I'm not going too far from the programme because I'm, I'm really looking forward to where it goes to next. So anyway, on that note, um, thanks, everybody, for listening. I look forward to sharing with you some more of our background and what's next for Insight in our next episode. So I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you. <laughs>